Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Chris Marwitz, and welcome to Loving That Sports Talk. So, as always, I am sitting here with former NFL player James Loving. So, James, uh, what kind of week did you have? Well, uh, you should be asking me you know, what kind of week I have now because I'm glad that horrible game is over with. I'm <laughs> so tired of all the the hype, and I mean, it just I didn't really pay attention to it, but I'm just glad it's over with. It was, yeah, that, that, that's something that I'd, we're definitely going to start talking about is, you know, the Super Bowl and, you know, kind of where things are at. But, yeah, it was, I don't know. I, I, I'm sad on one hand that the season's over with. You know, we got to wait until sometime middle into August until they start doing preseason games again. But, you know, the good thing is I'm glad that it's done and over with and we don't have to watch crappy games like that ever again or at least for now so that was that was bad um so you did watch the game though right yeah yeah I did watch the game I did watch the game (laughs) okay well let's talk a little bit about Super Bowl 53 um I I know that I'd mentioned it to you and I I think you had looked it up in real and, and and said yeah you're right so this was the lowest as far as percentage of people watching the Super Bowl, this was the lowest in history. You know, there's a lot of people that that basically were boycotting the Super Bowl because of what happened with New Orleans, um, and people were are tired of seeing uh, New uh, New England in the in the you know being in the Super Bowl time and time again. Um, it, it just unfortunately turned out to be just poorly watched. You know, so. The, the the what you were saying about the Super Bowl, it was it was probably one of the the most lackluster, boringest game I've ever seen. Um, the score turned out to be thirteen to three, in unfortunately in the the Patriots' favor. Um, and 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 for me, for for a league that's trying to increase offense, you know, they did a really poor job in in this game. It just yeah, I, I, I know. I know, James. You, you said that the first quarter they're going to kind of be feeling each other out, but they did a little too much of that, you know, through the whole game. It just, it just was not fun to watch. What, what, what was your opinion on it? Like I said, I said the first half going to be really low scoring, which it was three threes. Cause they no, three three each nothing, other. and then they scored in the second half. Yeah. Well. Second half, we're gonna be where they're gonna come all out, and then they tried that, but it still was horrible. I just think everybody didn't want New England to be there, so they participated. They was hoping the Rams blow them out. Everybody thought, you know, the Rams would score. You know, they was looking towards that, so it was a bit disappointment and everything. I think that's why people are disappointed in the game because they thought at least the Rams would score. You know, uh, two two touchdowns. You know, and so. Um, that's the only thing that I think was so very disappointing because everybody thought, you know, well, at least, you know, there'll be some scoring in the game. You know, they figured the Rams would lose, but they didn't think it'd be like that. So boring, you know, where halftime is, well, I thought halftime, not three men, but, you know, close to that. So, uh, 
like I said, you know, everybody wanted to know we were going to win. Um, it didn't happen. And also, you know, it was just such a long, boring game. It really took a lot of people out of her. A lot of people say they stopped watching at halftime and turned to something else, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, can, I can see why, because it was just, yeah, I, I, I think I told you that I, I ended up leaving at halftime. You know, I, I, I had a few other things I wanted to do. Um, I, was, I was just tired of, of what was happening to me. Um, so so w- watching Jared Goff, it was, it was like pulling teeth. He, he was out there with a deer in a headlight the whole time, you know, just, just so, so afraid. Um, he didn't have the confidence. Uh, it was, he was just, it was just a poorly played game. It, it I, I don't, I just don't know what to say. I, I, I know after the game, McVeigh, the head coach for the Rams had said that, you know, he was doing some play calling and he was being too conservative and, you know, he was doing this and doing that. Um, and then, then of course, everyone else was saying, "Well, it was a it was a great defensive game, you know." And, and yeah, the, it it was a, a great defensive match out there, but there should have been a lot more offense. You know, the, the refs are out there allowing them to to do what they need to do, and and they just they just didn't do it. And I, I'm 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 just I don't know. I just just. So, so disappointing, and and for the for the Patriots to lose a game like or to win a game like that, it just seems so. I don't want to say insignificant, but undeserving. Undeserving is probably a, a better better term to use. So, after the game, you know, I went back and I looked look at the stats because I know I think the first half. I believe the Rams either had either one or two first downs. It was it was bad. It was bad. They 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 hardly even. I think they only had maybe seventy some yards total offense. Um, but at the end of the game, um, Brady he he'd thrown twenty one. He had thrown the ball thirty five times. It was caught twenty one. Um, two hundred sixty two yards, one interception. Goff was nineteen for thirty eight. Uh, for 229 yards and one interception, so they almost had the same. Where, where the difference lies is in the rushing game. New England ended up having, they, they ran the ball 32 times for 154 yards. The Rams ran the ball thir- 18 times for 62 yards. And that right there, they, you know, for, for a team that, that relies heavy on their running game, you know, that, 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 that was a poor display. And it happened in the championship game, too. Uh, Julian Edelman, you know, he he was awarded the MVP. To me, and, and I, I think you even said this about the, the, the championship game, that uh, the defense, you know, to me was more deserving. You know, someone on the defense should have, should have got the MVP because they were more deserving than anybody else. What, what do you think about that? No, he got it. You know, I told you know, when the game was going on, he was going to get it. I've seen it. You know, he catch 10, 11 ball for, uh, I think, 100-something yards, you know. I mean, moving the ball, he was in that perfect position, a slot position, to do that. They weren't covering the other and knee and um, passing the ball. And you move the ball downfield, that's what they was doing with him. So uh, it was deserving because both defenses, you say they played well. I just don't see it. I just seen it was an offensive game that they didn't know 
on what they wanted to do. Nobody wanted to make a mistake. Brady made that mistake in the first quarter interception, and I think they didn't want to do that again. So it was conservative. Jared Goff, they was conservative with his play because they didn't want to lose Super Bowl. But you in the last game of the uh, of the year, you know, you go all out, and um, they didn't. So um, nobody really on defense shined to me that was making sacks. You know, I think Donaldson had one or two good plays the whole game, but he just wasn't nobody, no standout but Edelman catching those balls. So you give it to who was a standout. And that's how um, MVP works. You know, whoever the most um, getting notarized during that game was going to win the, I mean, MVP. So he got it. Horrible game. And, you know, they move on and they're the Super Bowl champs. Yeah. Like I said, it's, <laughs> to me, it was undeserving. It was so undeserving because it, it, it should have been the, the, the Saints in there instead of the Rams, and I think it would have been a totally different Super Bowl if the Saints were there, and I think it would have been a better better played, better, higher scored. It would have been more fun to watch that game than this one. So, I don't know. I, I, I really think that, that that's what a lot of people were, were hoping and thinking, and, and it just was unfortunate that, that it turned out this way. So, anyway, we'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about Julian Edelman and, you know, what people are saying and uh, get your opinion on some things. So uh, we will be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. <laughs> 
You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz, and I'm here with former NFL player James Loving, and we're just sitting talking about the Super Bowl and what uh, our opinion on things were. So, James, um, I want to talk a little bit more about Julian Edelman. You know, we, he's the wide receiver for the New England Patriots, and he was named the MVP of Super Bowl 53. So, Edelman uh, was the main part of the Patriots' offense in the game. So he's truly a clutch, a clutch player. You know, we've seen, seen it time and time again. However, I read an article, you know, that reminded me of what happened in the preseason. You know, recall that Edelman tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs, PEDs, and had to sit out in the, the first four games of the season. So in Major League Baseball, if you're caught uh, with PEDs, you lose postseason privileges. You know, basically, if you cheat, you pay the price. To me, the NFL doesn't care enough to make the punishment tougher. So, you know, based on this, do you think the NFL should change the the ruling on it? Nah, because look at uh, New England, everybody on that team cheat. And they didn't, you know, never always come out with nothing really big. You know, Spygate, um, you know, uh, them doing... The balls, you know, I mean, they always cheat. I mean, the man played in a game, you know. He he did his time off, you know, suspension. You know, they move on from it. You see all these players that get in trouble, you know, do something. They do the suspension. They move on. They forget about it when they win it, you know. So, you know, he played. I mean, the position he played, I played it. And I know that position. I mean, you know, he, he did a good job with it, you know. Um, he played it well, let him play it, whatever he did with that PD, you know, you got to look at too. A lot of players did that. Barry Bonds, all like that, and he had the home run thing, you know. Um, when the home run title, you know, they probably took that from him, you know. They should have, but, you know, so uh, he, he was all right. He was just New England, you know. Everybody hates New England. And everybody want to find something that one player do that they want the NFL to change. They're not going to change it for New England because you see how the ref always get them certain calls, you know. So yeah, you just got to somebody just got to go out there and just start beating New England in that division, you know, and that would change everything. Okay, um, so so there's two things I want to bring up that that you brought that I want to talk about that you brought up. First of all, about the Barry Bonds. Um, thank you for for talking about that. Because um, one of the things that uh, that people are saying, and, and I, I think Jerry Rice was one of them, was a spokesperson after the game. You know, he was he was rallying that you know Edelman is deserving for consideration in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know, now Barry Bonds, he'll never get into into the into the Baseball Hall of Fame because of that cloud over him. And I like that about baseball that baseball you know, will continue to do that because it, that, that's dirty play. But in football, that's not. Um, what, but one of the things, though, about Edelman, you know, say about going to the Hall of Fame, he's never gone to the Pro Bowl. Um, his career is tarnished with the PEDs. And to go to Canton, 
you know, you would have to be the best at your position. So to, in order to get in there, is he? Is he the best at his position? They're just talking, something to talk about, but he ain't going to get in. Heck, it took Chris Carter, what, three times to get in? I mean, he was good, but they didn't want to let him come. Chris Carter had way better stats than that than him. I mean, he's not going to get in. You know, T.O. is not even in it yet. Oh, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, he is now. The other, uh, um, this other receiver that, uh, but he's not getting it. He had this one game that, you know, and he's a guy that, you know, you hear his name in games, but, you know, it's like maybe one or two games in the season where he might have had six or seven catches, you know, but he's not going to get in. He will never get in. Oh, they just talking for some conversation on, on radio or something. And now we're talking about it, but heck, no, he ain't getting in. Right. Well, I'm also glad that you talked about, you know, you mentioned about how people have, have cheated and, and how the, the how the Patriots do cheat. You know, um, basically, uh, with Edelman, my opinion is he's learned to avoid getting caught, you know, just like many in the league. Um, you know, so la- so get this. He, he, he missed last season with a torn ACL. You know, he's maybe 5'10", 198 pounds wet, but he's able to hold his own against players that are six inches, inches taller and 100 pounds more than him. You know, how is he able to do this with, uh, unless he's on the PEDs continually? You know, he's just found a way to mask it. You know, I don't think the NFL uh, really uh, cares, and, and you mentioned that. You know, I don't think the coaches no or the teams care. What's ain't that? no PED. I told you that. that I said, ain't no PED. I, I told you that position won't a little guy like him and all like that because all you're doing is catching five yards, five, six-yard passes, and you run out of bounds. It ain't like, you know, the other receiver going down the, you know, middle, taking on those safeties. You know, they're catching, they're running against a linebacker that's way bigger than them and slower, so they're getting away from him with that position he played. So it looked like, oh, he's a great player. you playing against a big, fat guy that's trying to chase you. You see how the linebacker never, when they send the back out of the backfield, back always catch it going outside because the linebacker can't keep up. That's the same thing in that position that he's playing. The linebacker got to cover him. And they but it wasn't just I mean, the linebackers, five, though. He was going down. It wasn't just linebackers chasing that, after him. That defense, that defense of Rams was in was horrible. They were letting them get the pass in front of them because they want to get beat. They, beat. they were. And they they, they, they gave the them ball, a lot, a lot of distance. Right. You know, they, 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 so they weren't, they weren't right there on them. Yeah, that's what you get out of that position. You know, catches he passed the linebacker. Now you got the safety in the middle trying to come up. He got the, the defensive back coming off his man trying to chase you. So that's all it is. You know, it looked it good on TV, but if you know how that position is, you know, he's like, okay, we expected to do that because they're in that defense, you know. So, you know, we ran that at Wyoming, and we killed people with that, you know. They couldn't cover us. So it was all right. That, that PED junk is right for him because he kept getting injured. He said he had an injury last year. So most yeah. of them take that stuff for injuries at that position. The bigger guys, linemen and all that, take that for strength. But most guys take that for injury. They're trying to overcome fast, you know. Oh, this is a steroid. Right. Right. I don't, I don't know. I just, I, just, I just have a lot of issues with, with play, things like that. And the NFL, I think, is well aware and the teams are well aware, but they just turn a blind eye to it. They, they, they try to act like... You know they're concerned and they're they're testing them, but again, you know they're they're 
there, there's so many new things that the that players are taking that uh, they they can't keep up with it well enough. So I don't know. I just don't. <laughs> it, 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 it's going to make me think twice about some of some of these players, you know, and and how they're how they're, you know, especially a team like like. Uh, uh, like the Patriots, you know, with, with what they're doing. And you're right, you know, you did mention about um, the Patriots team and the division they're in. Um, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, in a, they're, they're in a totally sorry, sorry division. And, 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 and you're right, until the teams can turn around and, you know, Beat Buffalo, or, or Buffalo can turn around, or Miami. Maybe Miami now that you know their defensive coordinator from the Patriots is now the head coach from Miami. Maybe they'll be able to do something. But again, they got to figure out their quarterback situation because you know Tannehill's still there, and you know he he hasn't been able to do it. They don't have a good running back. They let him go to the Eagles. So what's going to happen there? And then of course they have the Jets, and you know and, until their rookie quarterback can get get his act together, they're going to keep having problems. So. Again, you know, the Patriots are going to keep winning, you know, unless Miami can can turn around and, and this is a new year and I don't think it's going to happen this year. So, again, we're going to see Patriots probably, you know, in as, as long as Brady decides to keep playing and, you know, he turned 43 this year and he was saying for a while that he's going to play till he's 45. And and he looks great. You know, he looks great. So, physically, I think he can still do it. But and and he's and I and I mentioned I mentioned that uh, that Trent uh, Trent Green I think his name was that offensive line number seventy seven big guy but he's in great shape you know I think is three hundred eighty pounds big guy but he is strong as an ox and he just he keep you know no one touches Tom you know he keeps them all out you know as well as the rest of the offensive line they're they're there to protect him and they're doing a great job. You know, plus, plus, you know, they they kept calling plays that were, you know, he can just get rid of the ball quickly. You know, that he didn't hold the ball long at all, except a couple times, and I think that one time he got sacked. You know, so, you know, they they have a down pat with him in there as long as he's able to play, and as long as he doesn't get hurt, which he doesn't get touched to get hurt, he's going to keep playing. So, we got a couple more years. So, if Dolphins can can make a make a change. Um, turn things around, then we may see something new against the Patriots in that division. So, I guess uh, I guess we'll have to see. So, the other thing I want to talk about was Todd Gurley. You know, so he's the running back for the LA Rams. So he took one snap in the first half, and that was the very first play that the Rams had. He he only ran it one time in the first half. Um, then he then he t- touched the ball ten more times in the second half. So, you know, the first half, everyone's like, what's wrong with Todd? What's wrong with Todd? And it's like, he's, because everyone's been saying how he was injured. Well, then he came out the second half, you know, and touched the ball 10 times. Um, but for all, you know, all, you know, he, he, he touched the ball 11 times, only ran it for 34 yards. So as the highest paid running back in the league, would you have expected more from him? Well, I think a lot of people expected more because they kept saying he wasn't hurt, so. I think everybody said, "Well, this is the game they're gonna, they're gonna have a, you know, more than whatever carries he had, and would bust out, you know, game." But you know, in the first half, everybody like, "Oh, something ain't right. He must be hurt." They didn't get a ball to CJ Anderson a lot either. So I think that game plan, you know, Rams never been there. 
and then the game plan was just horrible. It was that that game plan where they was too conservative. They didn't want to get a game away to Tom, you know, and get Tom the ball. So they had a horrible game plan for the Super Bowl. I mean, and it showed, you know, young team, you know, young coach. They ain't been there, you know. You seen Philly play last year. They did everything. It was trick plays and everything was going at them. You, you know? have to. So, yeah, you um, have to. Yeah. So Rams just had just bad coaches, young coach. Can't use that, but, you know, they got what they deserve. You know, they got ran out of that stadium. Yeah, they did. All right, well, let's take our next break. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, things going on in the NFL. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, the trauma and beauty of being human with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests are people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz, and I'm here with former Philadelphia Eagle wide receiver James Loving. So James, speaking about the Eagles, uh, Nick Foles, he's the backup quarterback who sparked them when he came in, when Wentz got hurt, you know, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, um, he tells the Eagles that he's voiding his $20 million option for 2019. This was after the team had told him they would be, they would be picking up the option. So Foles now has to pay the Eagles $2 million to opt out. Now the Eagles can place the franchise tag on him. You know, the franchise tag will be about $25 million for quarterbacks next season. Is this a smart move for the Eagles? 
Well, they're just trying to keep him the cheapest way they can. That's the way they can keep him. But uh, I think he can get out of that by opting out. You know, I don't know how it works, but I think he can get out of the contract. What's he looking to go to? And what the Eagles going to do, they're going to end up trading him to a team that need him. That way they're going to lose. They'll get something for him. That's what they're doing. That's why they franchise him, which is smart. Because the Eagles know they can't keep holding on to him as no backup. So both of them know what they got to do. Um, they probably ended up on good terms, you know, leaving on good terms. Because, you know, he did do good things for the Eagles. So mm-hmm. they're all right. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, when I heard about the franchise take, we know what, you know, how that affected some players like Le'Veon Bell and um, Cousins for the Washington Redskins and, you know, but I think in this case, I think that's a smart thing to put the franchise tag on him because that's going to give them um, basically options for trading him. Um, I read somewhere I think that he's worth like a third-round pick. I was like, I think he would be worth worth more than a third-round pick. So I was, I was surprised when I – what's that? Depends on what team he get traded to, you know. Yeah. I mean, a team well, we've, ta- we've talked about what teams need him, so – so he'll be all right. He'll go to the team and start or play a couple of years as a starter. He'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So what I want to do is go back. Let's talk about um, the five rookie quarterbacks, you know, from, from this past year. So um, as a reminder, uh, Baker Mayfield, he was the rookie quarterback for Cleveland Browns, Josh Rosen uh, for Arizona Cardinals, Sam Darnold for New York Jets, Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills, Lamar Jackson for Baltimore Ravens. So, of the five, who do you think had the best season, or who you think do you think looked the best? Neither one of them. They all rookie quarterback. They all made bad things, you know. You know, some Baker Mayfield won some games, but I don't think neither one of them had no really good year. You know, they had good games. Some of them had better games. You know, during the week who they played. You know, but they're just rookies, you know. They're going to have some games because teams, like I said, didn't have film on them. So, you know, they're going to do good, you know. That's it, you'll okay. see, you know. Then you ask that next year when teams have film on them, they know how to play them and see how their game changes. I mean, we looked at that with Dak Prescott. His first year was MVP. Second year, had the worst season of all because teams knew how to play them. So you got to wait till about the third or fourth year, you know. Well, I guarantee you, all five of those quarterbacks struggle next year. Okay, we're, we'll definitely be paying attention to that part. Um, so, I, I guess my next question is: of the five, which 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 of the five quarterbacks do you think will still be playing starting quarterback in five years? Oh, should I come answer that? I can say, you know, like somebody might get hurt. You know, look at RG three; he could be. I, 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 I understand. I understand. I understand they might get hurt, but I'm just saying that based on, you know, them as as a quarterback and 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 based on, you know, the franchise and so all forth. You know, you think all five of them are still going to be starting quarterbacks? All of them, because they're the franchise quarterback. They give them five years. You know. Yeah. So, so I, I saw. Be the starter. Okay, I I beg to differ a little bit on that one because uh, based on things like like Josh Rosen with Arizona, he just 
he looks so bad. <laughs> he looks so bad. He was so, so beat up this year. Um, I, I, I think Baker definitely is, is will still be playing in five years. Sam Darnold, there's a very good chance he will. Um, Josh Allen, I, 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 as much as, as, as I, I want to keep rooting for him, um, I, have, I have some doubts about him. Uh, and that has to do with his, his running so much, running the ball. You were just talking about getting injuries. Well, I think he's one that, that could very well get injured. You know, and not be playing anymore. Lamar Jackson, he 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 runs too much too, you know, and that that's part of their 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 game plan, letting him run. And he's and he's he's quick, but he's he's small, and I think he's going to end up maybe getting hurt. So, I think of 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 the five, I think Baker Mayfield and Josh, or I'm sorry, Sam Darnold may be the only ones who could possibly still be a starting quarterback in five years. Hmm. Like I said, yeah, we got to see. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. We'll have to see what happens on that. So, um, so, so let, let, let's 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 flip a little bit. Let's talk about the NBA. Um, and last week, I know we were talking about, you know, Anthony Davis. So tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern time is the NBA's trade deadline. Uh, so for Anthony, and, and so far Anthony Davis, he hasn't been traded from the New Orleans New Orleans Pelicans. So rumor has it that the Lakers did make an offer, as did the Boston Celtics. So if a trade isn't worked out by tomorrow's deadline, then they can work on something basically in July. So a couple questions that I have. First one is, do you see a trade being worked out with either team before the deadline tomorrow? Well, I've been watching, you know, stuff, and, um, you know, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, a lot of people said it won't be, you know, because Lakers offer all this and they still haven't, you know, you don't know what, you know, we just hear from the, you know, from TV because a lot of people trying, they want to keep it quiet and all like that. But, I mean, you know, it's going to happen, I think. I don't know if it would be happening by the trade deadline, but something's going to happen if it don't have a trade line for the summer for him. But, you know, all that talk, you know, it get on TV. You don't really... No, until it really happens. So um, it will happen that he'll end up being come a Lakers sooner or later. But you just don't know when. You have to wait till tomorrow and see and see the real report. You know uh, what's going down with that trade. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so okay. So so that that that's my first question on it. My second question is, who would Davis be a better fit? with. So Kyrie Irvin and the Boston Celtics or LeBron James at the Lakers? I don't know. I mean, everybody, you don't know a better fit. You got to know what role he got to come in. You know, he know when he played with LeBron, LeBron going to bring the ball up and all that. With Kyrie, he'll bring the ball up and, and dish it. You know, LeBron going to try and score, you know. But so, you know, he's an all-star. I mean, he could fit in in any um, situation. So, it ain't who they better fit with who who um, he's going to play with. That's the only thing. You know, they're trying to get another superstar. He know he's the second superstar to whatever team he go to. He ain't going to be the number one like he is with New Orleans. So he just got to go in there and play his role. It's almost like when LeBron went to Miami with Dwayne Wade. You know, they didn't win that first year. 
until the way way back, I said, okay, it's your team. I'm gonna play the role. So it wasn't a good fit for LeBron at the Heat the first year, but they worked it out and figured out who's gonna be the the role player, who's gonna be the leader. So I mean, he'll be all right with whoever he play with. I don't think they're gonna win no championship with him, just him and another superstar. Because if you look at um, Golden State, they had three or four superstars you gotta win with. You know, it's hard to win with just two nowadays on a team. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. But it, it's it's been ha- it's happened. You know, where they have two superstars and and of course Lakers, yeah. they need help. They they got blown out last night by by the. Uh, Pacers by 42 points, so they need they need something. They need something going on there. Um, and then I just just read that uh, the Pelicans have decided to to sit Anthony Davis until the dread. Uh, I'm sorry, until the trade deadline passes. So they're not they're not going to play him until after tomorrow. So I guess we'll we'll see. They they play Chicago tonight, and I guess that's not a problem because we know how bad Chicago is right now. So. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, anyway, I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more trades, you know, basically what, what's going on with them up until deadline tomorrow and we'll see what happens. But there's, there's supposedly some big things in the works, you know, but I don't know. I, I, you know, as far as a better fit, I'm, I don't, I don't know which I, I know Lakers need a lot of help. Um, but Boston, Boston is, is just like right there on the cusp. You know, they're they're. Yeah, I, I, I think Kyrie would be a, a good teammate for him. You know, but I guess we'll have to see what happens moving forward. So, we'll tell you what. Let's take a last break, and then uh, when we come back, I want to talk about something that's that I was uh, looking into about the NCAA. So we'll be right back. <laughs> The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Jim and Trav this week on The Revolution as they discuss backcountry DIY hunting adventures and world record whitetails. Tagging along with the boys will be Chris and Casey Kiefer, hosts of Dropped, and Gordon Whittington, editor-in-chief of North American Whitetail and charter team member and regular contributor to North American Whitetail TV. Jim and Trav's Trail to Adventure discussion is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitson. I'm here with James Loving, former NFL player. So, James, do you know what today is? Wednesday. <laughs> Close. It, it is Wednesday. You're right. Uh, National uh, High School Signing Day. There you go. College football signing day. You got it. Ding, ding, ding. So hundreds of high school kids, you know, they'll be signing their letters of intent. But they'll find out later that schools, after offering them a scholarship, never accepted their commitment. Some coaches rescind offers after finding better players at that position. You know, this, this, you know, it didn't really go on when, when you were, when you were in, you know, going for college, but it seems to be more prevalent these days. So many schools hand out scholarship offers with the promise of free tuition. So in the last eight cycles, so like last eight years, uh, there were more than 101,000 scholarship offers issued in order to fill about 12,000 available scholarships. So it's almost 10 times as many. Um, so this is the biggest problem in college football. It devalues the offer. Should, so my question to you is, should the NCAA step in and put a stop to this? Or can they? I don't know. I think that junk is crazy. I don't know. I talked to somebody about that before. And we talk about when did it start to get viral like that, going on TV when they sign it, you know? The coach is going to the, the kids' house, talk with the parents, they sign, it's over with. Now it's a day of national science goes on TV for, you know, the best. I think it's like 100. They don't get all the kids to sign, which is ridiculous. If you're going to do that, get everybody, you know, go and get the big-name school. So, you know, it's always the big-name schools giving this hype and this uh, news and headlines. and It's crazy. You know, they already got to get the best player. You know, why you need to put it on TV, you know? So I had this national sign-in day, you know, and it's just, it's just it's, it's, you see sports trying to get carried away. It's starting to become too much, you know, and that's why you're seeing all these kids, you know, like uh, Josh Gordon all this, getting the drugs and going back because they're not teaching you the thing of how to manage all this and, those, you know, your money or, you know, the mental to take, you know, just like win for us and get on and then, when they end this thing, like uh, Josh Gordon and all these other guys, they're like, oh, well, we got to let them get help. And when it's over, they throw them to the wolves. So just too much right now. Let these kids be kids, you know? Okay. I, and I agree with you that it, it's too hyped on that. But I, I guess what I, I wanted to talk about was the, these kids that are, that are getting these scholarship offers and then come to find out that, that the team is, is, is – it's pulling the wool out from underneath them. It's kind of like bait and switch. Oh, I didn't know anything about that. That's new to me. Because, like, you know, I paid less to college because I think it's just too much. But I didn't know they were doing that. I think uh, if they sign a contract with that school, they got to honor it, you know. But I think some of these things are like um, verbal commitment they're doing, you know. And, and I think that's how they're getting out of it, saying, you know, it's not a written contract but verbal, but um, verbal, verbal commitment is a contract, I thought, you know. So I got guess I got to watch a little bit more of Judge Judy or uh, people court along order to figure this out. 
just don't get it. Don't get it how they can do that to these kids, you know? Right. Right. I I was thinking the same thing when I saw that. It's like how a contract's a contract, you know. But yeah. I, the, the article I was reading did, didn't specify whether they actually signed a, uh, an offer letter or if it was or if it maybe just been a verbal thing. So I don't know. I was I was I was very angry when I saw that. I'm like, how can they get away with this? Because you know the family's excited, the kids excited, and then this happens. So. Well, well, it goes both ways because the kid give a verbal. They can commit to another school. They don't have to go to that school. Right. So I think kids do that, make a verbal contract to us. I mean, say they're going to that school and they think they're going, and the kid goes to another school. So I guess it worked both ways. <laughs> and, and you're right. You're right. What? They did, and I, I think I think that's that they're they're playing the the numbers number odds. You know, the teams are thinking, well, you know, we're off making these, this offer, and, and if so-and-so number of kids decide to to go somewhere else, then we'll be safe with this other person. But if, if everyone that says they were going to commit actually commits, then and they've made too many offers, then they're in trouble. You know, well, uh, you can't do that, you know. I mean, that happened to me, you know. I had to go to JUCO, and... Illinois wanted me to come back to them after, you know, get my associate to able to get in that school. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. You know, and I ended up going to Wyoming. I felt it was a better school for me. So, I mean, right. it happens. But, I mean, you know, teams, you know, will pull the rug underneath you and, you know, and sign somebody like you say better, you know. That yeah. they got, they didn't think they would get. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a game, but it's it's it, it just kind of made me a little angry when I read that because, like I said, families and kids, and you know they they're they're all counting on this, and then it it happens, and then what do they do? You know, then what happens? So, anyway, well, um, we're gonna have to cut the cut the show early today. Um, we will be back next Wednesday. Um, we're looking at trying to see if we can get another guest come on next week. But um, if anyone has any questions out there, you know, please email email the show. Uh, I'm 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 we're trying to get some bunch of questions together so that we can you know ask on, answer them on the air so everyone can kind of you know ask away. So anyway, have a great week, everybody. We'll be back next Wednesday. And James, thank you as always. Uh, we'll see you next week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.